0: One issue that will bring about a hot civil war in the United States, a second hot civil war, that issue is immigration. A lot of folks thought, and and some still think, I suppose, that it would be guns, And don't get me wrong. That that is still a major issue. But I don't think that's the issue that's going to spark the problem. I think it's going to be immigration. And I have... I frequently talk with people, but especially this past week, I've been talking to people who have been... We've been kind of discussing and debating whether or not there's going to be another hot civil war in the United States. And I've mentioned how I'm actually very much enjoying watching this whole situation unfold uh, because it's so fluid. I mean, it, it one day it looks like it could go one way. The next day it looks like it could go, you know, totally different, that everything's going to be okay. But I'm starting to think that, as I've said, the Great Reset, the creation of a one-world government, has been the push for the left and their goal, certainly for the past six years, maybe a little bit more, uh, that it's been active um and it was touched off with the uh, in 2020 with the covid situation 2019 2020 with the covid situation the goal being to be able to lock down everybody and uh place them under government control uh, the government control of a one-world, unelected government, as administered by largely the Democrats in the United States, who are fully on board with this, and of course the controlled opposition of a lot of people within the Republican Party, the rhinos as we call them, um, they are throwing everything they've got at us right now. And I think they, that they are dedicated to this purpose of ending the United States as it exists. And things are going to get real interesting real fast, I believe. They are allowing a wholesale invasion, the federal government, Is allowing a wholesale invasion of the United States. Their primary target is the state of Texas. I've said before that if uh, any state were to separate from the United States, first it would be Texas and then several other states would follow. I think it would be Texas first. I think it would be uh, Oklahoma would follow very shortly thereafter. And the Gulf states would go as well. Uh, But Texas is definitely their, their primary target when it comes to the invasion. This Title 42 is ending on Thursday. There are apparently 77 to 110 Thousand invaders poised on the border of the United States. They've already started making runs through El Paso and the purpose is to overwhelm the system with these people and then eventually uh give these people the right to vote so that they will overwhelm the votes of legal American citizens. That's primarily the plan, but they want to overwhelm the social system. They want to overwhelm the law enforcement system. And uh, that their goal is then to ultimately... uh, cause a collapse of the state government and in doing so then be able to uh, ostensibly take over using the federal government. They may even be looking and expecting for what will happen. I gotta tell you folks, here's how I see, see things shaking out. If this invasion gets as bad as it could potentially get if the state of Texas and the other border states don't handle the situation correctly things could things could get really bad really fast down here Uh, decades ago I said, when, when discussing the border situation, I said that if the federal government doesn't do its job, then the states and the people will do their job. Now, there's been federal court ruling, and this was years ago, that handling of border security and immigration... Is the sole purpose of the federal government i completely and totally disagree with that ruling as a matter of fact it runs counter to the constitution of the united states the constitution actually says that individual states may indeed go to war if they are subject to an invasion this was actually kind of touched on uh i guess it was last year um might have been earlier this year, by Governor Abbott. He he actually referenced this uh, little-known part of the Constitution, and that is what may indeed happen. Here's where things get really interesting because we have lots of federal people on the border, because of course that is theoretically their purview to defend it. The only thing is they are not defending it. What they are doing is accepting everybody who crosses that border and they are processing them in a fraudulent manner as uh, refugees, asylum seekers, as they call them. And then they are allowing them into the United States. And what they want to do is they want to, again, overwhelm red states such that red states will eventually fall to the federal government. And then the federal government can control them, and their elections can be controlled. That is the goal. And then, of course, you will never see another free election in the United States again. Um, but then you've got the people of the state, and we're just not going to put up with it, folks. This is really, like I said, this could get really bad, Uh, and it's already kind of headed in that direction. There have already been a couple of incidents. Because the federal government is not doing their job, the state is sending troops to the border. And there are now citizen militia groups at the border. And the citizen militia groups in the state are have been working with Border Patrol. But like I said, this is a catch-and-release program. They catch these people, they process them in, and then they let them go. This is not going to to, to help the situation. The border needs to be locked down. These people need to be disallowed access to the United States. They definitely need to be disallowed access to the state of Texas. And it's seriously getting to the point where Texas is going to have to start looking out for itself. The next step that I see going on politically speaking if Abbott has a brain in his head and he's already started doing this but I think this needs to be ramped up to 11 is that he needs to flat out and and I think this may be where he's going because he just sent a special uh, military force Another special military force to the border with uh, C-130s, which are uh, heavy aircraft, heavy military aircraft. And what I'm hoping he's doing is ramping up the Texas export uh, program where, yeah, we'll take in all of these border crossers. We will load them up into airplanes. We will load them up into buses, and then we will fly them and drive them to blue states. There are plenty of blue states where we can drop them off. We can drive them to California. We can drive them to Illinois. We can drive them to Washington, to Oregon, to Michigan, to New York, and even to Washington, D.C., This is war, folks. It's not open warfare yet. It's not hot warfare, and I stress yet. But it's not going to take much, folks. The people of Texas are not going to put up with this for very long. And if you've got a bunch of criminal aliens running around committing crimes, folks, they're going to get shot. And it's just a matter of time. Now, if that happens, let's say that we have a a group of of criminal aliens in a border town. And they go around raping and pillaging and so on and so forth, as invaders tend to do. And the citizens of that town decide that they're not going to put up with it. And there's a gunfight. I promise you, the federal government is going to want to come down and crack down They are going to blame the law-abiding citizens who are defending themselves because that's what the left does. The left commits an atrocity and then cries foul when somebody against whom they committed the atrocity defends themselves. That's what they're going to do. And that might be the thing that touches things off. We're already in Texas, we're already debating a referendum to be placed in front of the people of Texas about secession from the United States. That's, that's actually going on. Last year during the GOP convention in the state of Texas, that was added to the Republican Party plank that a referendum would be put forth in this legislative session And that this referendum would be allowed to be placed in front of the people of Texas. And at the time, and this was last year, 66% of the people of Texas, that's a full two-thirds of the people of the state of Texas, supported secession from the United States. And yes, folks, we can do it. Uh, A lot of people say, oh, that's illegal, and it was made illegal by the Civil War, and blah, 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 blah. Well, that can be debated back and forth, but when it comes right down to it, the fact of the matter is, can anybody stop us? And secondly, I point to the Declaration of Independence. When a government becomes destructive of the rights of a people... That people has the right to dissolve or alter that government. Now, I have spoken many, many times about the need for an Article five Convention of the States to completely reform the federal government. But it doesn't look like that's going to happen. And we're running out of time for that Anyway. The situation is becoming very acute. Something needs to be done. And if the, if the government's not going to do it, the people are going to do it. This isn't a threat. This is a fact. You cannot abuse a free people And not expect a response. And that's what this is, ladies and gentlemen. This is full-on abuse. This is an attempt by the federal government to overthrow the Constitution of the United States and the true rulers of the United States who are we the people. This, you, you have no idea how serious a situation this is. And so many people are just sitting back and they're talking about the economy. Well, yeah, that's part of it. The gas prices, the prices of food, that's part of it. But that's what they want. They want, they want an economic breakdown. This is part of their plan. They talked about this back in the 60s, folks. They were full-on telling us what their plans were to destroy this country, and now they're doing it, and people are just walking around surprised about this. This is not about a difference between political policies. The Democrat Party has been actively trying to overthrow the Constitution of the United States since the 1800s. That's what the civil war was about. The democrats had introduced and created another caste-type system the likes of which were in England from whom we separated where it was they 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 had introduced a neo-feudalistic system in the south And the thing that touched it all off was slavery. The issue that touched it all off was slavery. Well, here again we have the Democrats trying to introduce a neo-feudalistic system completely counter to the Constitution of the United States. Completely turning it on its head to the entire country. And it's it's only a matter of time at this point. It's funny because, you know, just a couple of days ago, I would have said, oh, it's actually looking like it's not going to happen. And now it looks like it's going to happen. And again, tomorrow it could change. Like I said, uh, there, there's been tensions ramped up and then a pressure release and then tensions ramped up and then a pressure release. But it all keeps moving in one direction. And the next pressure relief, and this is my prediction, the next pressure relief is going to be that Abbott is going to just start shipping these invaders to blue states. But eventually, there's going, it's going to come to a head. Eventually, the federal government is going to, to push the states and the people too far. And there's no telling what is going to touch it off? It could be one of those, and and the way that it's moving, it could be one of those shot heard round the world type of situations. And I hope that's not the case. And folks, you know, like I said, all of this that's going on, is reflective of a spiritual civil war, a spiritual global war that's going on. There's no question that Satan wants an end to this country. And I think the thing that he is scared of the most is is that revival is going to reach this country. And so still, the number one thing that we Christians need to be doing is praying for a revival in this country. Because if we have a revival in this country, Satan cannot stand against it. And when Satan flees, a lot of the rest of this stuff will flee. So we need to be praying hard every time you see a story come up about what's going on and you start to feel anxiety about it or angry about it. You need to pray about it. Prayer is not a last-ditch effort. Prayer is the first thing that you need to be doing when you are facing problems. And folks, I hope we're doing that. I know I am. but I hope you are. If you are a Bible-believing Christian you need to be praying about this situation cuz this situation is serious folks this situation is extremely serious now there is an interesting other possibility but it's it's kind of an out there kind of thing that just popped into my head There are several passages in the Bible that talk about the wicked falling into their own snares. And part of that may indeed be us shipping these invaders to blue states. And if we ship the invaders to blue states, and already the blue states, a lot of the blue states are allowing these invaders to vote, to destroy their states all in the name of equity and inclusion, et cetera, et cetera. If we can ship these folks off as fast as they come in, then we'll be in pretty good shape. Now, then it becomes a question of, can the federal government keep up with us? Because then it's going to be, we ship it to them, then they're going to try to ship it to us. What they're going to try to do is they're going to try to overwhelm the uh, flyover country, the red states. So we ship them to the blue states. The blue states are going to try to ship them to the red states. It's going to be a mess, folks. It's going to be a mess. Because as long as Biden is president, that border will not be secure. It will be wide open. The border is wide open. There is nobody stopping them at this point. We're not arresting them. We might be able to scare a few of them away with helicopters and so forth, but like the 1,500 troops, which ain't much, the 1,500 troops that Biden sent down here, they're not here to secure the border, folks. They're here to speed up the processing of these invaders into the United States. That's what they're there for. And again, it's, it's going to come down to a federal government versus the states kind of thing. And if the state governments don't do their job, they will be removed. The people will remove them. We see this kind of playing out in Arizona at this point, because Arizona, a lot of the government officials are actually owned by the cartels, who also have a vested interest in keeping the border open. So that they can maintain the flow of human slaves and uh, drugs into the United States. But the people of Arizona have kind of had it with this. And the linchpin in Arizona, it appears, is... uh, Maricopa County And if Maricopa County Especially if the county officials Can be voted out And law abiding county officials Can be put in Arizona will fall completely red And people say Oh it's red right now Arizona's red No it's not I mean the people are red But the government is corrupt as hell I mean, the cartels are really good about, about buying officials. The bad thing is that once uh, officials, uh, honest officials are voted in, if they can't be bought, then the cartels will kill them. And then we have another situation on our hands between us and the cartels. Oh, man, this situation is jacked up, folks. It is seriously jacked up, and that's why we need to be seriously praying. We need to seriously be praying about this. I have heard it said from watching Dr. Steve Turley, who is uh, one of the folks that I keep up with every day. His show is uh, on YouTube and BitChute. I am not on YouTube, but I am on BitChute, B-I-T-C-H-U-T-E dot com. Um, and I would encourage you to watch him. He's uh, uh, very politically astute. And he, when speaking about a, a potentially hot civil war in the United States. Uh, He references somebody, I don't remember who exactly, but the theory is that should a hot civil war occur in the United States, it will be very similar to that uh, of Colombia, in which the left holds the major cities, The right holds the suburbs and exurbs. And uh, the police and military largely side with the right. And then eventually the left is overthrown. I I, I definitely agree with that situation because... The left is not as big as they think they are. And your grassroots lefty is not the type who's going to pick up a rifle and actually fight for what they believe in because their belief system is so extremely shallow. This isn't like a situation that existed back in the 60s where you have corrupt regimes that uh, uh, corrupt right-wing regimes that that are oppressing the people and and the communists were able to rouse true believers to their cause that were willing to actually die for it in the United States we just don't have that situation also back in the 60s there was a socialist I don't remember who who said that, socialism would never take hold in the United States because even the poorest American has too much to lose. And I agree with that. I think the left has been able to recruit some true believers who are willing to die for their cause, and that is what we see in these uh, mass shooters. I firmly believe that mass shooters, that the federal government is... Uh, identifying, recruiting, and equipping, and even in some cases training these individuals and then releasing them to commit these mass shootings so that they have a reason to call, continuously call for the disarming of law-abiding American citizens. I firmly believe that is happening. Um, And and you see, we see that being used by, you know, the Islamic terrorists over the past, you know, however many decades. They identify somebody who is weak-minded, somebody who is easily influenced, and they recruit them, and then they train them. And that's, you know, it's not limited to the Islamic terrorist community. You know, socialist terrorists can do that as well. And I believe that that is happening. Hell, we've seen hints of it in uh, various things like the uh, the whole uh, plot to kidnap that governor, where it was actually the FBI guys who just found some dudes. And it was the FBI guys who, who came up with the plan. They came up with the idea. They came up with the plan. They came up with the training and all that kind of stuff and, and equipped these guys and everything. And, and it was just like, no, no, no. That's entrapment. You guys were the ones who put it in their heads. You guys were the ones that gave them the the ability and opportunity and stuff like that. It was the feds who did it. And the feds are, uh, there are at least definitely a a contingency within federal so-called law enforcement that are acting directly against the Constitution and the people of the United States in order to further this socialist, globalist agenda. There's no question that that's happening. That's what January 6th was all about. So it is not at all outside the realm of possibility that they are also, in order to further their agenda finding these weak-minded people who are willing to commit atrocities that they then take advantage of in the media. I firmly believe that that is happening. I find it fascinating that whenever there is a mass shooting, that there's no investigation past the shooter himself. Nobody looks into who this person had communications with. Who was this person talking to online? Who were his friends? Where did they get equipped? Like, that's one of the big questions that I have about the uh, Uvalde school shooter. This dude had $4,000 of equipment on him. And he was... uh, Unemployed, as far as I know, he lived with his grandmother, I think it was. Where did this guy get his equipment? That was a lot of equipment this dude had and and I you know I don't think he was saving up for it from his pizza delivery job or whatever it was. Where'd he get equipment same thing I, I want to know the same thing about the Tennessee shooter. Where did she get her equipment? Again, who is who is she talking to online? We never hear about the investigations past the shooter. And in in this case of the Tennessee shooter, they're covering up a whole bunch of stuff. The the federal government is refusing to release pertinent information to we the people. Folks, we the people are their boss. We the people of the United States are the rightful rulers of this country, not the federal government. The federal government works for us. They certainly shouldn't be keeping secrets from us and they definitely shouldn't be working directly against us by trying to overthrow us, which is exactly what they are doing. They are actively working against the interests of we, the people of the United States. But the fact that they can only get a handful of these people, a handful of these true believers, and these people aren't even necessarily true believers, they're just sick in the head. The fact that they can only raise this many people is indicative that they don't have the numbers to do what they want to do. They definitely don't have the numbers in the military to do what they want to do. I think we discussed that in the last episode. And I think that's part of the reason they're bringing a lot of these people in. I think there's a reason that the vast majority of the people that they're bringing into the United States illegally happen to be military-aged men. They're handing out cell phones to a lot of these people. Establishing communications and I think but even with that even if these people let's go way on the outside extreme and say even if these people were brought in specifically to uh, commit acts of violence against the people of the United States I still don't know that there are enough of them to do anything but cause some major civil unrest. And I I think maybe that's why a lot of these people are being brought in, because so far, the folks that they have recruited, the Americans that they have recruited, like BLM, like Antifa, and uh, even, to a certain extent, these transurrectionists that they're currently using, they're A, not enough, and B, not willing to go the full Monty they're not willing to die for the cause because the very second that resistance appears, they melt. They disappear. Trump proved that. There was a situation, it was in, like, Oregon, I think it was Portland, might have been in Washington, that uh, because the local government would not allow the police to do their job. Trump had the local police department deputized by federal marshals. And there was a plan by Antifa to attack, and and the, and the because they were deputized by the federal marshals, they started actually arresting people under federal insurrection laws. And so they started, immediately started to dwindle. I mean, the second they start to bleed, they run. And there was, there was one hardcore group that was going to attack an ICE facility. And there was like 20 of them or something like that. And they were allowed to start their attack on the ICE facility, and then they were quickly uh, rounded up by local law enforcement and federal marshals. And that was the end of that. So... Even, even the hardcore people in who are United States citizens aren't willing to bleed, aren't willing to go to jail, they aren't willing to die. So they need more hardcore folks. And so maybe that's another reason why they're importing people. But here's another thing that... I I just think this is going to backfire on them too because once these folks get an actual taste of freedom they might not be willing to destroy it and I'm just spitballing here folks there are so many variables involved in this it could go any number of ways but like I said what I'm expecting now because they're not going to lock down the border And I expect tensions to rise between, and this is just in Texas, I expect tensions to start rising between state and federal officials on the border. And I th- expect tensions to rise between the state government and the federal government, and I expect tensions to rise between the people and the state government. And I think the state government is going to be forced to make some serious decisions that are going to cause even more problems between the federal government and the state government. And there's the potential for a standoff between, say, federal uh, law enforcement on the border, and state military and law enforcement personnel. Where eventually Texas is just going to say, "You know what? No, we're not doing this anymore. We're locking down the border, and you can't stop us." And and that might be one of the things that kicks it kicks things off. You you don't know. I mean, it's just. It's wild, folks. We, we are living in the Wild West again. But like I said, the, there's, it's very obvious that the federal government is operating actively to destroy the Constitution of the United States to overthrow the rule of we the people of the United States. And again, if you think that there's nothing you can do, well, there's lots of stuff you can do. You can get on Twitter and social media, and let people know, because, as I said yesterday, your government officials, they they keep, that's how they keep their finger on the pulse of what's going on, is through social media, specifically primarily Twitter. That is why there is such a massive, massive push by bots on Twitter to look like the majority of the country is leaning left that's why we need to get on there and fight back against those bots because our politicians are watching twitter to decide how they're going to vote and what the american people want that is the that is the forum of today and the left is very capable of usurping things. And they have done so with social media via the creation of bots, which are robots that automatically post certain talking points. And you can always tell who they are because they never respond to you when, when you counter them. Um and because of the way that Twitter is arranged now that all you have to do is pay for a blue check mark and you can get the blue check mark then all of these bots can get blue check marked so that they can look like real people and official people people who are recognized and verified I never agreed with that paying for the blue check mark thing I think if you're going to be verified you should be verified But that's that's where you can share your opinion. Get on there and tell people what you really think. And learn, you know, if you're an older person who doesn't know how to do that, learn how to use hashtags and and all that kind of thing. So that that you can get your voice out there. Uh, Certainly calling your elected representatives and letting them know. But one of the major things, too, that, that we need to do is we need to get more politically active. We need to start getting involved in our county precincts. If we can take over the county precincts, and this is the way that we win, ultimately, politically, this is the way that we can win, is it, it, because of the way that the United States is formed— As a federalist system, the states, theoretically, have most of the power. We should have, I say, most of the power. And if we can take over the counties, then we can take over the states, politically. We take over the states. The states are where the rules for elections are made. And so we can fix the rules in our states for elections we can enforce the rules we can clean up voter uh, registries we can change laws such that interfering in elections manipulating elections become felonies That get jail time, that get prison time. We can secure the elections. And when we do that, the federal government will, by necessity, change. Because we will be sending the actual people that we want to DC. That's politically speaking. And then it will be a lot harder for the bureaucracy, the unelected bureaucracy, which actually runs Washington, D.C., to run these politicians. But we also need to make sure that these politicians are a lot more connected to their states. I think that we should go back to having senators, United States senators, be elected by the state legislatures. I do not think senators should be popularly elected. Senators and the Senate were designed to be representatives of the state, of the states. And the House of Representatives were designed to be representatives of the people. Direct representatives of the people. That's the way it was designed and that's the way it should be. But that's where an Article five convention of the states comes in. Which is another thing that I, I keep hoping for, but I don't see any movement on at all. But eventually, if the pressure keeps up, another possible permutation is, is what I've talked about before. Where Texas falls, Texas decides they're going to leave the Union. Texas goes, then Oklahoma goes right after it, guaranteed. Then you're going to see the Gulf states go, and then it's just going to spread right up the middle of the country. And then it's going to spread outward because there's no such thing as a blue state, you just have blue cities. And so you're going to see the red counties of the various blue states start leaving those blue states and joining the red states. We're already seeing an example of this with the greater Idaho movement. Where red Oregon counties are wanting to secede from Oregon to join Idaho because they're tired of the Idaho policies from Portland. I'm sorry, Oregon. (laughs) They're tired of the the, uh, blue policies of Oregon screwing up their red counties. And so they want to leave. So eventually what's going to happen is again just like the Colombian civil war you're going to have the major blue cities completely surrounded by red counties and folks those blue cities are not self-sustainable okay that that whatever that thing was where the the antifa people took over part of portland or or something and decided that they were going to create their own little utopia and they tried like farming on the medians of the roads and stuff like that it was it was hilarious uh, a hilarious fail but these cities are not self-sustainable they have to get their food from somewhere they have to get their water from somewhere they have to get their electricity from somewhere And if a blue city is completely surrounded by red counties that are not willing to support them, then they're going to collapse too. And, and ultimately, that could be the way it works out. Now, politically speaking, well, yeah, I don't think I'm going to get into that right now. I think I'm starting to run out of time. But I'm going to tease it a little... No, I'm not going to tease it either, because you never know. I never know what's going to happen, and so I never completely know what I'm going to talk about in the next episode. I have... I kind of make an outline during the day, and then the next day, I wake up, 3.30, get ready to do the show. And... uh, But if something happens, interesting that throws stuff off. Well, I got to go with that. But I do, I do want to, yeah, I'm going to talk about this real quick. I do want to point out that there is now because of the proud boys trial that went down where the proud boys were railroaded by a kangaroo court on made up charges that were, again, this is another situation where the federal, uh, the FBI, uh, actually manufactured evidence and planted it on these guys, but because it was a kangaroo court in a completely blue area, these guys were railroaded into prison. There is now talk about this same group that brought the charges against the Proud Boys are going to bring the same charges against Donald Trump, and they are going to seek, like they did with the Proud Boys, pre-trial confinement without bail, For Donald Trump. Let that sink in. They're going to try to put him in prison without bail. You don't get any more communist than that. You don't get any more Marxist than that. You don't get any more Nazi than that. And yes, they are the same thing, and we can have a discussion about that later. I would love to debate somebody on that particular point. For those who think that the fascist movement was uh, a right-wing movement, I have two words for you: Giovanni Gentile. But anyway, back to the point. They there is there has been talk. I've only heard this from one particular source. That the possibility exists that Trump will be charges will be brought against Trump. For seditious conspiracy, and that they will seek uh, pre-trial confinement without bail for Donald Trump. I think that's another thing, folks, that will ramp up the heat and the possibility of uh, a hot civil war. I think we're getting to the point where we the people are just about, we're just about sick and tired of this stuff once we realize the truth of the matter that we vastly outnumber them and that they do not have the authority to do the the, to to abuse us the way that we are being abused something's going to touch off somewhere or and this is even more possible, things are just going to cool down. Cooler heads may prevail. Folks, you know, there is the possibility that those on the left, uh, that their self-preservation instincts might kick in and they might decide that it might not be a good idea to do these stupid things. We'll see. I don't know, folks. Anyway, thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, share this out there to your friends. If you think it will annoy people, share this out there to them too. If you have any questions, comments... Send them to Doc Bryant Show all one word, doc bryant show at zoho mail.com. That's Mail mail.com. I do enjoy a good conversation. And if you have a good question or a good comment, then I would love to address it on the show. Um, you can catch my videos on rumble.com, bitshoot.com, b-i-t-c-h-u-t-e.com, and odyssey, Odysee.com, dot com, but not YouTube. My podcast is available anywhere you can get podcasts except Apple. Once again, thank you for listening. I really appreciate it, and I will talk to you all later.